Please stay tuned. You with Sirius FM 105.7, your number one station in the East Rand. Yes, at the time of the morning, where we joined by our very own uh, Mufti Prime Smith Adaf and the Boakap, and Alhamdulillah, Subhanallah. Questions have uh, already settled on our screens. I can see it's a chock-a-block messages. Uh, Mufti Ibrahim Smith, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And tell me, how are you doing this fine, beautiful Jumma morning? Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Shafat, yes, indeed, a beautiful morning, the day of Jumma in a beautiful month, the month of Safar also, you know, so all praise to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, ji. Absolutely, Mufti Sahib. I'm looking at all your questions. Yes, yeah, this one. Uh, let's kick off with this one. It says, Assalamu alaikum, uh, Mufti Sahib. Uh, Saudi, uh, Saudi Arabia lifted uh, the ban on fully vaccinated South Africans. Would it be advisable to go for Umrah, Mufti Sahib? Yes, uh, Shafat, uh, not only for South Africans, for some other countries as well. Uh, a few weeks ago, they said only people who took the vaccine in Saudi can come, and uh, now uh, they are opening it up because they need the money, so they need people to come and perform Umrah now. The funds is drying up, you know, so they're putting all these uh, conditions and difficulties imposing on the people. Uh, before people decide to go, they must remember it won't be an ordinary Umrah. You'll only get three hours to do your, your Umrah, and then you have to go out, you have to apply uh, to attend various different Salah also. Uh, they're still running down for the Hajjud uh, uh, during the the night also because uh, they were only open one hour before Salah. So all these things, uh, it is uh, put in place there under the guise of safety and concerns uh, for those people. And it will be costly also, Shafat. So uh, if people have the means and they want to adopt uh, such an Umrah filled with satanic protocols, etc., uh, then it is entirely up to them. We can only give advice from our side, G. Yeah, we heard of the satanic verses by that man called Salman Rushdie. Now, Mufti says, Satanic Protocols. Mufti Saab, you need to write a book there. Uh, satanic <laughs> Protocols by Mufti Prime Smith. Okay, uh, this question says, can a Muslim refuse another Muslim entry to the masjid if that person refuses to use alcohol-based sanitizers? Mufti Saab? That's a good question, Shafat. You must remember, government is uh, uh, made mandatory uh, the use of sanitizers, but they didn't necessarily stipulate uh, alcohol-based sanitizers. So where there's no uh, recommendation, then you don't have to follow everything the government is saying, and neither can you prevent a person who doesn't want to use alcohol-based sanitizers. Yes, uh, most of the sanitizers that uh, uh, people use nowadays contains uh, synthetic alcohol, you know, ethanol, etc. But still, it is up to the individual if he doesn't want to subject himself to the use of any types of alcohol. You can't refuse him. It will be completely haram because the masajid belong to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If the person brings along his own sanitizer or is using uh, alcohol-free sanitizers, which is less harsher on the skin also, uh, then you have to permit him to enter the masjid. You cannot adopt a law and policies that is against Islam, G. Yes, uh, Mufti Saba, well said there. And uh, yeah, I see a lot of people carry their own bottles uh, when they go to the supermarket. And, you know, uh, they don't question you. You can have uh, water there too or lemon juice. They won't say anything. They say, oh, there's my, I got my own. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, you carry on. <laughs> I know many of them. Hey, lemon juice. <laughs> yeah, lemon juice is uh, a nice one, uh, Mufti Sahib. Just pure lemon. Chick. Yes. How's that? Think that's good enough? 
Uh, you know, it will work because the acidity in lemon, in a, you know, lemon is very good also for, for neutralizing many alkalines and other things as well. So most probably it will be sufficient for a person and it will be less, less uh, harsh on the skin as well. Uh, Mufti Saab, assalamu alaikum. Is the uh, drying up of the Euphrates a sign of Qiyamat? Because uh, there's a disaster looming in Syria. And uh, is this a sign of uh, end times? It is a, a major, major sign. We should be very, very, very worried, uh, Shafat, because uh, Rasulullah Sallam has said that soon the Euphrates will dry up and then it will unveil a mountain of gold. Uh, so there's treasure buried under there. Uh, we don't know if it is gold. In fact, I don't know. I don't know about the rest of the ulama. I don't know if it is liquid gold in the form of oil or is it the physical gold in the form of the metal. But nevertheless, something very, very valuable will come there. Syria, Jordan, all those countries, they are suffering uh, because of the scarcity of water now. And uh, the prophecy of Rasulullah so far, it is coming through because of the water content. The levels are dropping significantly very, very fast. And uh, Rasulullah has said that when this mountain of gold will appear, then we should stay far away from that Shafat because for every 99 people that will go there, uh, uh, other people that will go there, 99 will be killed and one person will survive. So yes, from the poor, uh, impoverished country that is being bombarded and killed uh, by the Syrian forces, you know, uh, people living in poverty and we have to send donations, etc. Soon so much treasure will come from there. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us from the end of times, especially the major signs that is coming out now, G. Mm, I'm thinking by the rivers of Babylon where we once sat down. Is that the yes, same story um, there? Yeah, yes, uh, it is basically the, the, the same story, you know. So uh, Babylon is uh, somewhere in Iraq, and uh, this is also this river running through the area. Uh, in fact, it's called Sham, the entire area, you know. So uh, I'm telling you, so much fitna and facade is going to come upon the Ummah now. It is unbelievable. We're going to reach that level where people will rather wish that they were dead and buried than having to face all the trials and tribulations. Gee. Mm, frightening, Mufti Saab, frightening. Uh, this question says, uh, Mufti, six uh, prisoners escaped from one of the most advanced prisons in apartheid Israel. Your comments. Hey, these Israelis are going berserk, Mufti Saab. <laughs> Uh, from the, for one of the best facilities, uh, you know, we can incarcerate a person. It shows again that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is in charge. Allah is in control. Uh, where there's wall, there is a way, Shafat. You saw the tunnel so thin and, uh, so small the tunnel is. They had to lose a lot of weight just to, uh, make their great escape. You know, so Allah's granted them freedom and a slap in the face for apartheid Israel as well. And these are not ordinary prisoners. These are freedom fighters, uh, pure mujahideen, Shafat. Uh, people that gave up apartheid Israel headaches in the past. So they're very, very worried. But the good thing of all of this is because these prisoners come from different factions within uh, Palestine, uh, they are busy uniting the Palestinians once again. So I think something big will come from there also, G. Assalamu alaikum. Uh, can a person uh, stipulate, uh, pro, uh, stipulate the profits according uh, to his uh, capital investment in a partnership, Mufti Saab? 
you cannot stipulate the profits uh, in a partnership, uh, Shafat. You cannot say, for example, uh, that I've given 200k in uh, money to be invested, and I expect a return of 30,000 rand a per month. That will be interest. That will be considered riba, and it is not permissible. What you can do, you can uh, you can uh, agree and stipulate a percentage of the profit. You know, for example, 15% or 12% of uh, the monthly profit uh, will come to me. So that is permissible because in a partnership, there must be profit sharing and there must be loss uh, sharing as well. So now if you stipulate 30k a month profit and the, the business only brought in 10,000 rand, then where's the person going to get the other 20,000 rand to pay you from? So that's why it is not permissible in a partnership to, uh, to stipulate such a uh, profits. You know, you have to stipulate uh, the percentage and both will have to agree on that. Gee. Gee, Mufi Saab, uh, this question says, my sister suffered a miscarriage and started to bleed soon after. Uh, is this a blood a postnatal bleeding or her menses, uh, Mufti Saab? Very good question, uh, Shafat. So uh, your sister will have to see that when the fetus uh, came down, uh, was there any limbs that was formed, you know, perhaps feet, fingers, head, etc. If uh, there was limbs uh, that is formed uh, after the miscarriage, then it will be regarded as nifas, nifas meaning postnatal bleeding, and the laws of nifas will then apply. But if there was no limbs that has developed uh, during the, develop- the development stages of uh, your pregnancy, and then you suffered a miscarriage, then it will be treated as your monthly menses in the laws of uh, that will apply also. So you have to look first at uh, what came down. So Allah make it easy for you also, inshallah, may Allah grant you pious uh, of also. So look at the, the fetus and uh, then from there you can take uh, your decision, G. Assalamu alaikum, Mufti Saab. I have four children and I think I am done now. Childbirths have already taken a toll on my body. Can I do aesthetic procedures to get my confidence back, Mufti Saab? You know, Shafat, uh, the best uh, procedures is to do physical exercise, to cut down on the carbs and uh, to cut down on all the sweet stuff, etc., and try to walk more because there's nothing better than uh, doing physical exercise. Rasulullah uh, Sallam did it also. And then number two, a little bit of belly fat. Uh, that is normal also. In one narration, uh, you know, Sayyidina Aisha radiallahu beautifully says that uh, she used to race with Rasulullah sallallahu when I started picking up a little bit of weight, meaning when I became a little bit better and married life and marriage does this, you know. So uh, then I used to beat him and then he used to beat me also. So yes, you can do permissible procedures where there's no uncovering of the aura, etc. that you can do, uh, that uh, Sharia is allowed for females to do in order to adorn and beautify themselves for their husband. She. Uh, well, you're giving her sister uh, Ada Nasiya race with your husband. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be good. Yeah, it's a good idea. What do you think, Yusuf? Yeah. Yeah, race and check what happens. Uh, maybe that's, uh, that's good for exercise too. Uh, this question says, is it permissible for a Muslim to sign his child up for COVID vaccine trials, Mufti Saab? Uh, vaccine trials will start for, for infants and children in South Africa now. We've seen the Chinese one coming in Sinopharm. Uh, and that is a terrible safety record, Shafat. And uh, then we see uh, J&J also 
looking for people to sign up youngsters so soon that will become mandatory also here in South Africa children will be uh, have to be vaccinated also we've warned them so many times people don't listen and uh, now they have to suffer the consequences it is not permissible uh, for you as an adult to subject your body to torture and pain and poisons being injected so how can you take that innocent masoom child who cannot fend for itself with little understanding and allow that child to be used as a guinea pig to be injected with this toxin you perhaps you might lose your child in the process uh, there is no safety data that says it will be safe upon the children so if that happens in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forbid, then you will have to live with it for the rest of your life the consequences so please be very very careful uh, before subjecting your children to becoming guinea pigs in these vaccine trials G. Uh, Mufti is my income from drawing henna patterns of our brides are permissible it is permissible, Shafat, if uh, you abstain from drawing faces and eyes and stuff like that, you know, uh, animate objects, because then you will be taken to Tafkiyama, you'll be asked to blow ruh and spirit and life into your drawings. But if it is normal patterns, Islamic type patterns, etc., flowers, uh, stuff like that, then it will be permissible to draw uh, those uh, patterns, you know. Uh, it is not uh, your doing if the bride shows her hands off in public. That is nothing to do with you. You're only rendering a service of a drawing and facilitating something that is permissible. So yes, your income will be halal. Gee. I like the way you said that. Halal. Hey. Yeah. Ciao, halal people. Assalamu alaikum. Please tell me how can a couple reconcile after the husband issued three divorces? Mufti Saab. Uh, Shafat, basically there is no reconciliation after the husband has issued all three divorces, is fired all three bullets, so that's why husbands should be very, very careful. Try to control your anger, take kudu, go lay down, take a drive, take a walk, etc. Come back when there's a heated argument, because just now shaitan will get the better of you, and you'll issue all three in one sitting, and it will be over. Reconciliation in this case will be uh, that after the of the wife, she will have to find herself another husband. Then uh, she will have to marry that husband and then she will have to consummate the marriage as well. Then one day when the second husband decides to divorce his wife and she completes her Idda period again and then only after that she will become permissible for her first husband. So Islam is taking a very, very uh, uh, heavy stance on this Shafat to deter husbands from abusing wives by just offering uh, the lock left, right, and center, and causing all this uh, emotional trauma to the wives, you know. So this is a form of zajr, which we call in Islam, uh, reprimanding them for doing such things. So Allah make it easy, inshallah. Yeah, Mufti Saab, and today uh, lots of husbands are catching it left, right, and center. And what if the wife says to the husband, talak, 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 Mufti Saab? <laughs> that happens. That's why Allah has not placed the lock in the hands of the wives. If that was the case, Shafat, me, you, and the rest of uh, mankind, specifically uh, men in this case, we <laughs> would have been divorced at least 79,465,000,000 times because of that word. The lock will just flow for everything. You don't pick up your cup, you divorce. You don't pick up your socks, you divorce. You don't close the toothpaste, you divorce. That is the nature. That's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed it in the hands of the husband. Because uh, by, uh, in, uh, when it comes to emotions, he's a little bit more in control of that than uh, females that Allah's created. And in both of them is good. Gee. Now, what happens if the man is, uh, you know, he's got like feminist uh, traits in him? I mean, you find this, you know, some men talk like that, they behave like that. 
you know, do you take all the psychology of a man's, uh, you know, uh, makeup before you, you know, you, as, as, as Uluma, before you make that uh, decision that, uh, you know, your three talaks, okay, they, you, 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 you know, it's accepted because uh, you knew what you were doing. But if you have maybe a psychological problem, do you, uh, the Uluma, take all that into consideration, Mufisa? Yes, it will fall under uh, talaq in a state of anger. And so there's the three different types of, of anger, uh, Shafat, scenarios of anger that we have to evaluate psychologically. Uh, where it will not be considered is if a person has lost complete sanity uh, during that uh, moment of, of, of being angry. Uh, to such an extent, he couldn't differentiate the right from wrong. He couldn't even uh, 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 recall his own name. So a person becomes so blind with anger that he doesn't know what he said. But then there needs to be proof and witnesses as well that he's lost his sanity. We won't take his word uh, for for that. So if it is proven psychologically that he was temporarily insane, and uh, then, of course, the ruling will be different. But uh, in most cases, they are sane and they know what they're saying. It is a regret that settles in afterwards, uh, Shafat, when uh, sanity uh, comes back, you know, and then only they regret and realize the huge mistake that they've made, G. Mm-hmm. Assalamu alaikum, Mufti Saab. Is it a sin to make dua for someone who committed suicide, Mufti? The, the, the action of suicide is a major sin in Islam use. So uh, we are not responsible if a person has taken his own life. But it does not prohibit us from making dua for the person who has committed suicide. The doors of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala of mercy is vast, you know. So you can supplicate to Allah and ask Allah to forgive uh, this particular person who has taken his own life. And if Allah wills, inshallah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will uh, forgive such a person. Although it is a heinous crime to take your life, life is sacred. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us uh, this one life, you know, and it is not in our hands. Death is ordained by Allah, but you can still make dua for a person who has committed suicide, G. Mufti Sahib, if one is not sure about uh, the origin of gelatin in a capsule, can one still use it? When one is in doubt, then it is best to abstain, Shafat. You have to abstain from uh, doubtful things, you know. Uh, it's tough to call, but you ask your heart. Because you don't know the origin, you don't know if it's bovine or is it porcine or from what uh, type of animal it was sourced, was it uh, slaughtered halal, etc. So there will be other alternatives on the market, uh, something that is certified halal. That would be your best uh, option and your best choice also, instead of just taking something uh, of the rank. You know, everyone is promoting their, their products out there today, but we as Muslims, we've been taught to read the ingredients list, and when we ever, or whenever we are in doubt, then we have to raise with the ulama and our bodies out there that they can give us better guidance to these products uh, that is flooding the market in Chi. Is it true, Mufti Saab, that Dajjal will be killed in Palestine? Shafat, you know, from all the places in the world, we have the sacred city of Makkah, we have the sacred city of Medina, and then the sacred city of uh, Baitul Maqdis or Palestine. Uh, he won't be killed near Masjid al-Aqsa, but a uh, distance from there at a place called Bab Ludda. So yes, his final uh, demise, his final destination will be there. That's why Masjid al-Aqsa, Palestine, or Quds Gaza, all those places is very, very important to us as Muslims because uh, there the final battles will be fought, Shafat, and a special breed of people move from the Muslim Ummah. They will be there to defend Islam and to defend the honor of the Muslims and to kill the Antichrist, to kill the Dajjal. You know, that's why we'll always have to make sure that uh, whenever something is happening in uh, the Middle East, especially in 
in uh, Palestine, of our eyes in Gaza should be fixed on what is happening there because uh, the plan is already in motion uh, for the coming of Masih uh, Dajjal and they are waiting anxiously that side of the Jews and all these other followers. So yes, his destination will be there, G. Salaam alaikum Mufti. Are we permitted to gift a copy of a Zulu translation uh, Quran to a non-Muslim? Uh, if the Quran consists of more English than Arabic, then it is permissible to give it to a non-Muslim uh, if you want to invite that person to Islam, or if you want him to study the glorious Quran, you can give it to a non-Muslim, and you have to uh, tell him also about the etiquettes and, and adab of uh, the glorious Quran, you know, that always be the clean state, etc. But if the Arabic is more than the English uh, to such an extent uh, that it outweighs uh, the number of uh, English uh, translation in the Quran, then it is best not to give such a copy of the Quran to a non-Muslim Assalamu alaikum Mufti Saab please uh, elaborate on what is the new thing we heard called Chrislam hey or Christlam I know Grand Slam but Christlam and this Slam I don't know talk to us about it Mufti Saab and not Chrysler also. Shafat, I think the meaning Chrysler is uh, a fusion between Christianity and between Islam under the interfaith uh, movement. So they are pushing nowadays for a, a universal religion uh, by uniting all the Abrahamic religions, you know, Judaism, Christianity, and Islam, and fusing them somehow into one uh, super religion, you know. So this is absolute rubbish. Islam is Islam, you know, in all the other religions. The prophets of uh, those particular religions, Judaism and uh, Christianity, they were also Muslim, Isa alayhi salam, and of course, Nabi Ibrahim alayhi salam, and Nabi Musa alayhi salatu salam. So we shouldn't be fooled and duped into believing that there will be eternal peace and harmony if we uh, sort of uh, bring all these uh, religions together. This is a satanic plot. This comes from shaitan uh, to mislead the ummah, and be careful also who you listen to when it comes uh, to these things, you know, because your iman might still uh, be intact, but when you listen to these things, your iman might be snatched away from you, and you might die as a non-Muslim also, so be very, very careful out there, G. Yeah, really be careful there, people. Uh, Mufti Saab, earlier on we were talking to a member of parliament, Ahmad Manzur Sheikh Imam, and, uh, you know, we had lots of uh, contributions coming through, and uh, one of them uh, was from a sister, Kerunisa, and she said, on a lighter note, uh, can zakat be given to a Muslim politician uh, for his campaigning and uh, so forth, uh, running his party? Uh, Mufti Saab? Uh, Shafat, you cannot give zakat to a, a, a politician to run a, a campaign because uh, they, he's not entitled, number one. He's not eligible for zakat also. If he doesn't fall under one of the eight categories that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned in the glorious Quran, you know, the poor, the needy, the wayfarer, uh, the traveler, etc., and uh, those people that administer it, and those fighting in the part of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he won't fall under one of those categories because we know they're earning big, big super bucks in parliament for doing absolutely nothing uh, see we're still in the same situation as we were 20 years ago so it will not be permissible then to give it to him and then also the avenue that he will spend it in will be in propaganda and promoting his ideologies etc it will be something constructive and useful also so i would not advise giving the car to any politician of the AG. You know, uh, Mufti Saba, when you look at uh, funding of the political parties, and uh, what happens if you call yourself, you know, African Muslim Party or you call yourself a Muslim Party? Uh, you know, the Ummah, do they have uh, any obligations uh, to 
someone that says, no, I'm going to represent the Muslim community. So we as an Ummah, what do we do in that, uh, in, uh, in, in, in that instance, Mufti Saab? Yes, you see the mushroom up now because it's almost local election time. So what we should do, we should look at the, the people behind the party first because the Quran says, Hasanatan, you know, in Wamayas Shafa'atan Sayyah, so two types of Shafa'ah. So voting is basically Shafa'ah. It is when you intercede on that person's behalf. So if that person is aligned with mainstream Islam from the Ahlul Sunnah, Wal Jama'ah, etc., then definitely he deserves our vote. But if it is a person who has other agendas, you know, aligns himself with other ideologies, but outwardly is showing he's a Muslim, then we must know that person will sell us out in Parliament after he's been elected because now he'll be receiving all the perks, the bonuses, and all these other niceties that you'll be receiving. And this is what most of them are doing, Shafat. They still have to come and show me uh, any Muslim political party out there. They will have to show me personally what did they do for the do for, for our South African community and do for the poor people uh, specifically. You know, If they can show us it, then definitely they deserve our vote. Otherwise, uh, it's just like voting for a normal... In fact, it's a wasted vote, voting for a small party that will have absolutely no impact uh, on the bigger picture in democracy. Yes, uh, Mufti Sahib, if you look at the media all over, they're talking about 9-11 and, you know, uh, pushing for that agenda of 9-11. And, you know, we know it was a uh, false flag operation and so forth. But there, there is uh, always uh, this, you know, the, or maybe the mother of all lies is still being pop- propagated by mainstream media. Uh, how do we, or how should we as Muslims react when uh, this uh, lie keeps on being perpetrated over and over again, Mufti Sahib? We should remind the people and our fellow Muslims who was behind uh, these attacks and why did they do it in the first place, Shafat? It was uh, to draw and uh, to get massive, massive returns on the investments in the form of insurance payout policies and to legitimize the entry into Afghanistan, which they've been defeated uh, recently, you know, and of course to build a pipeline in Afghanistan and uh, direct all the gas and oil from there. Uh, these were, uh, were some of the intentions uh, that the people actually blew up uh, the Twin Towers and uh, who on, on that particular day, we shouldn't forget that no Jew was present in that building, so they knew beforehand that uh, what uh, will uh, transpire there. So the same people that is uh, killing us today, they were responsible for the 9-11 attacks also. We should uh, separate fact from fiction, and uh, we know who is behind all these things. So we shouldn't really be bothered about that Shabbat. They, they are hatred for Islam, and they are hatred for the Muslims will continue until their master and the leader and the Lord Dajjal arrives. So we shouldn't be much interested in Yes, I'm Mufti Saab, absolutely. Mashallah this morning. Perhaps your parting words? Yes, uh, Shafat, next week I'll be uh, in a uh, Pretoria, inshallah, on our Gaza campaign, you know, so I hope to catch up with you there also, inshallah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless uh, this ummah and uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alleviate uh, and uh, remove all the difficulties from this ummah and protect our ummah. Jazakallah khairul jazak. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuhu. Walaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu to our Mufti Brian Smith. Absolutely brilliant this morning. And a big jazakallah khaira to you, you and you for sending in uh, your contribution. You really add uh, to a very vibey session of uh, quick fire Q&A. Please stay tuned. You with Sirius FM 105.7, your number one station in the East Rand.